Welcome to the Island Podcast. I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and what you just heard was a specific scene in Boys in the Hood. And that was the character Trey Styles from Boys in the Hood, played by Cuba Gooding Jr. When they were on their way to do a drive-by shooting, and Trey says, let me out. And I know how iconic that scene is, but should have there been something more to this scene? That's what I am going to talk about and how it relates in this episode today on the Island Podcast. Again, I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and welcome to the Island Podcast. Now, today's podcast is directed towards Christians, or at least those who say they are Christian. And I'm going to use a a lot of symmetry, a lot of imagery in this episode, and I'll give a lot of examples on why I played that specific scene from Boys in the Hood. And exactly how that is basically our lives as Christians and what most so-called Christians actually do throughout their daily lives. This episode, like a lot of my episodes, it's not for the faint of heart and it will tug at your own soul and it might even put into question your own beliefs. That's because that's exactly what I want to do. And this episode might actually be, at least up to today, it might actually be my most important episode that I've ever done. I can only say I'm doing this because I feel a need, a call to do this specific episode because something it's more, it, it's, it's something is coming. And if we don't get this right, then it will be on our heads. We will be held responsible for what's coming and how we respond to it. So let's just throw this scene out there. We've all have people in our lives. We all know people that we speak to on a daily, not even on a daily, but we know people that we speak to occasionally and, like I said, on a daily. And we know for a fact that they are not Christian at all. We know for a fact that they can care less about Jesus Christ. And we can see the path they are going down. And instead of staying in that car we get out like we should because our lives have changed we say we are christian we are born again and our lives have changed but that's all we do is we get out and then we go on with our lives and here is the seriousness behind doing something like that can you truly say you are a true christian without at the very least before you get out, you let them know the path that they are on and they too should get out of that vehicle and not go down that path. I want you to think about that. Truly think about that. Because the last thing I 
want to hear. And I mean, it's not even the last thing. It's something I, for myself, do not want to hear when I die and then I see Jesus Christ standing there and I have to explain to God why I should be let into heaven. See, that in itself is something scary. I don't want to have to say anything. I want Jesus Christ to do all the talking for me. All And, and it has to be a simple phrase, a very simple phrase that has to be said. Well done, good and faithful servant. Simple phrase. But once a person at that moment in time feels the need that they have to open their mouth to explain what they have done in their lifetime, right then and there, you should understand that you are not going to go through what we call the pearly gates of heaven. You are on your way to be taken out by God's angels and be tossed into the depths of of hell. You shouldn't have to open up your mouth because once you open up your mouth, you should already know that as soon as you open up your mouth, you will be able to say what you want to say. And then after you say what you want to say, then God himself will say, depart from me for I knew you not. That is something that I am truly afraid of happening. So I have to do what I feel like I am being called to do. And this episode deals exactly with that specific thing. Can you say that you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ if you yourself did not do what he told all of us to do? And I've mentioned this in previous episodes and it doesn't have and has nothing to do with your specific testimony. No, actually the Bible says spread God's testimony, Jesus's testimony. That is the testimony that you need to spread what he has done, what he will continue to do to save you, to have saved us all, his testimony. So if you are in that car and you get out because now you are saved, but yet you refuse to say to anybody else of the good news, then are you truly saved? Or will you be that person that when It's all said and done. You are being told, depart from me, for I knew you not. We have to understand this. Because in that scene in Boys in the Hood, no one after that, honestly, if they, if they want, and I get it, it was a movie, so something had to be played out. But honestly, if this was real life, it could have easily been no one else has to die. No one else has to go down this path. And what if, just what if, he explained to everyone the path that they are on and the consequences of their path, even, and I get it, some people say, well, that will be because he went out and snitched. No, he didn't go out and snitch. He's just saying they will also be caught. Somebody will see it. Somebody will say something. Let's not forget that when he stepped out of the car in that same scene, there was a guy sitting on the sidewalk right there on a wall and watched all of them. Then watched the group drive off and Trey walked away. So there was a witness to what was going to happen down the road. So no, he didn't have to snitch. Somebody else could have said something. Somebody else could have saw what happened and knew exactly what happened but what if trey stopped before he walked off and looked at all of them and said we all need to stop we should all just go home no one else has to die 
This is a bad path that we are all on, and I get it that I got out, but we should all get out. For an example, again, can you truly say you are a Christian or you are a true believer in Jesus Christ? Again, for an example, and I use this, I've mentioned this, I've spoke on this in previous episodes in the past, dealing with homosexuality. And there are strong feelings on both sides of the aisle when it comes to this specific topic. Sexual immorality, not just homosexuality, but sexual immorality in a whole. And you got out. And so now you're living a clean life, but yet you have this strong passion saying all of these people who even the Bible says, God in his own word says that they are an abomination to him and they will die and their blood will be on their own hands. Yes, the Bible does say that. But the Bible also says, follow me as in Jesus Christ. What would Jesus have done? Would he let them die in their own sins or would he have said something so at the very least they knew the path that they were on? And if they did not turn from their ways, then it would be on their hands, heads, heads and hands. Or would he have just walked away from them? I don't think he would have walked away. If you have such a strong passion saying that these people should just completely die, do you have the same passion to at least tell them that they are on the wrong path and God will judge every aspect of their life? And they need to turn from their ways. Do you have that same strong passion to tell them the glory and mercy and loving kindness of God? Or do you get out of the vehicle and just walk away? What if that is the one reason why God himself says to you on judgment day, depart from me for I knew you not. Why I did not know you because you refused to tell the people who were on the wrong path. You refused to tell them the path that they were on. And there was a person who needed to hear this message and you said nothing to them. I had to send multiple people to go their direction because you refused to talk to them. Depart from me. You might know my words and my sayings, but you don't know me and I surely do not know you. It has to be leveled. You cannot have a passion to say they must go, but yet you refuse to at least Give them a different way to show them a different way through your love and kindness to show them that God himself also has love and kindness and mercy because he showed it to you too. Now, what about those who say, well, they don't bother me and I don't bother them. They can just live their life. I don't run around saying they should all die. So I don't have that strong of a passion. But yet God says love all. He says for you to love all. So can you truly love a person the way that God says to love them, yet you do not go to them to tell them that they are on the wrong path? As you can see, there is no excuse when it comes to the judgment of God. There will be none. 
You could say, God, I, I departed from them. I hated their evilness. I hated the evilness that they that they did. I hated their abomination towards you. But then God will say, but what did you do about it? Oh, I got out of that car. But what did you do? Did you say something to them? Did you at the very least try to show them the path that they should be on? Or are you the person that says, well, they didn't bother me, Lord, so I didn't bother them. I let them live their life just like they let me live my life. And we showed respectful love in that way. But then God will turn around and say to you, is that what I did? Did I look at them and say they weren't bothering me? So I was not going to bother them. Or did I step forward and show them the path of righteousness, the path to salvation? And then they yelled like all of them did throughout the Bible. Maybe not all of them, but the ones that we hear throughout the Bible, they all had the same phrase, Lord, have mercy upon me. And then then Jesus responded, your faith has made you whole. You are on the on the path. You're on the footstool of salvation. Now go and sin no more. Did you do that or did you, like the person who said they followed all of the Ten Commandments, they followed the entire law, they knew it backwards and forwards, but then when I said, did you do this? Can you do this? They stopped in their tracks and then turned around and went away because they knew in their hearts that they could not do that at all. They had more love for themselves and for their property and for just them, their selfishness. Save me and myself only. Is that what you are doing? Is that what you have done? You see, we cannot just sit in the car and then get out. We cannot just get out and shut the door and let those who are on the wrong path, knowing that they are on the wrong path, keep going down the wrong path and say nothing. You see, this is the problem that I've realized that we've had for a little while, I would say, well, maybe not even a little while, probably for a very long time inside the church of today, inside the United States, that we will go to church we might even invite people to go to our churches or whatever, and, and we do nothing after that. We don't tell people that we are on the wrong path, they are on the wrong path, and they need to stop and get out. No, we actually do nothing. We let people live comfortably inside that vehicle, going down the wrong path. And all we say to them is, Jesus loves you. And then we walk away. You see, you're supposed to bring people to Christ. And then when they meet him, they change and go away from their sin, move away from their wickedness, move away from their disobedience to the commands of God. But yet what we do is we get out, we wave and say, hey, guys, with a big old smile, and then with that smile, we do absolutely nothing. Actually, we do the complete opposite. We let people stay comfortable in that vehicle, stay comfortable in their own wickedness, in their own deeds of evil. That's what we do. And then after that, we say, well, I 
brought them to church for cookies and donuts, for a sermon on how to be prosperous in life, like it's a motivational sermon, like it's a motivational seminar to stay comfortable in your sin. But if you want to learn how to make some money, bring them to church. If you want to learn how to be a prosperous individual to have this self-care awareness about yourself for self-indulgence, for things that make you happy, bring them to church. Do not make them feel uncomfortable while they're going down the wrong path in the car. By no means don't make them uncomfortable. By no means get them out of the vehicle. By no means don't you try to stop the vehicle. because. We want to be comfortable. We don't want to have any type of discord on our own path to try to say that we are on the path of righteousness. But there is a scene in that story closer to the end, even though that is a scene close to the end. But there is a scene that demonstrates what happens at Judgment Day when Trey goes home and he has blood all over him. He didn't do anything. He got out of the car. He walks home, he opens the door, and then there's a person standing there looking at him, his father. They don't say a word to each other. They just stand there and look at each other. Then his father turns and goes inside his room and slams the door shut while Trey goes to his room, shuts his door, takes his shirt off, and lies on the bed, realizing He should have done more, just more, other than just saving himself from this predicament because all he did was save himself, but yet more people died. And not only did more people die, but more people committed more atrocities against humankind, against their own brothers, boys in the hood. He laid there with tears coming out because he he could have said something. He could have at least tried to get one more person out of that vehicle. At the very least, one more person. But he did nothing. This is where we are today. I've said this and I I, I feel like I've had this type of episode in the past before. But just in case I did it, I'm doing it right now again. Because there is something on the horizon inside this country that's about to happen. I've, I've been saying it. I've been telling people to prepare for what's about to happen. And, and, and the biggest part of this preparation, a preparedness that you need to be doing, is making sure at the very least your soul is saved. At the very least, Making sure if you say you love these people who are around you, that their soul is also saved. Fire is coming, whether we want it to or not. I've been saying this for over a year. It's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And we have to be prepared. And I've been talking about preparedness, just not not just in the way of getting things ready, but also your innermost being being ready just in case you yourself get caught up in the flames. I'm not going to be like these television Christians and say everything will be all right. You will be spared. I don't know who will or who won't be spared. 
But one thing I do know is that every human on this planet one day will die and will have to attest for the things they have done or did not do on this planet. That is the one guarantee everybody will do. So I ask you, are you those who are believers doing God's work? Are you working while it's still day and while the light is bright and shining? Are you working? Are you spreading the news, God's news, which is the news of truth, the good news of truth that Jesus Christ himself came, was born of a virgin, lived, died for your sins, an innocent man by all counts but died for your sins, shed blood for you, became the bridge so you can walk across it, so you can be in heaven with him, took on your sin, died. And then on the third day, yes, he did rise again. He went into the tomb and then rolled it back and walked out. This is all truth. Do you know this? Do you truly Know this as the real and only testimony that really matters. Then he ascended. He went back while the eyes were on him. He went back up into heaven. He did not stay down in hell, in the grave. He got out and ascended so all eyes can see him in the clouds. And then on top of that, he said he will be back. But he won't be back as one who's showing compassion and mercy. But he will come back as one who's ready to conquer, to conquer all, ready for battle. At that time, I'm afraid it will be too late. At that time, even if you pass before then, if you pass before that time, it will be too late. You see, it's not just enough. On the contrary. What they tell you in a bunch of churches, it's not just enough to go to the cross and confess your sins, but you must also go to the grave and die at the grave. Your sinful nature has to die at the grave. And then when you get up a new person in the name of Jesus Christ, this is now going into baptism. When you get up and rise up a new person after going to the cross, confessing your sins, going to the grave, getting rid of those sins at the grave, you stand up past the grave. You are a new being. You just don't stay at the cross. And those who get the message to go past the cross, you don't stay down in the grave. You're supposed to get up and go down the path of righteousness, the path of salvation, the path of truth, and then proclaim to everyone who's around you that Jesus is Lord and he lives today and he will come back very soon. Maybe, maybe or maybe not in your lifetime or maybe or maybe not in their lifetime, but he will be back. And when he does, he's coming with an a vengeance to conquer. And don't be the one that he says to himself, I will conquer everything, every footstep that you made. I will have to conquer it all and take you out. Don't be that person. Don't be the person who goes through this 
and does it all that way, but refuses to proclaim the real testimony, not your testimony, but the real testimony of Jesus Christ. You know I keep saying not your testimony. Telling people what God has done for you is all good and done. That's all great and gravy, but that is just a small little tippet because the real testimony is that God himself came down as a man in the name of Jesus Christ, died and rose again for your sins. That is the good news. That is the testimony that needs to be sold, that needs to be told in those who are told it and those who believe it, not just in their mind, but also in their heart. Those who confess it, not just with their mouths, but also can confess it inside their souls. They will be saved. As you can see, it's more than just a prayer. It's more than just small little acts here and there. It's more than just keeping it to yourself. No, but you must go in all the world. Even if the world is just your workplace, even if the world is just your own household, even if the world is just your block, your neighborhood, even if the world is just you and two other friends, three other friends that are actually in a car, but go into all the world and proclaim the good news so that even your loved ones or those who you claim to love will at least hear this testimony of Jesus Christ and so they can start making their own informed decisions on the path of righteousness so they themselves can get on it. Don't you be quiet in this manner, in this matter. Don't you be quiet. I do feel like this is a message that has been missing for years inside a lot of churches because like I've said before in the past I do have a a a a a, a disgruntled a disgruntlement against churches that all they want to do is talk about and so-called preach on motivation to motivate you to be your to be the best you you can be like these are motivational speakers these are pastors and preachers these television christians even those who are not on your screen want to give out this message that god is like i've said in the past he is a genie rub it a couple of times and make your wish but that is not who god is he is not your personal genie Yes, there are those who do become rich, wealthy in that manner. Yet, this, all of this that you see with your physical eyes, that most cannot comprehend that there's something else beyond this physical earthliness, if that's even a word, but it's beyond all of this that your spirit has to connect to. And there's only two ways, two paths. Will your spirit connect? Will your soul connect to righteousness? Or will it connect to wickedness? Hell is a real place. The fire and brimstone is there. Torment is there for all eternity. So my prayer for everyone listening to this, this specific episode, is that 
God reveals himself to you to let you know that all of this spiritualness, the spirit realm is real heaven and hell. And these are real places. And God himself is very much real. And then we must go out and proclaim to all the world, no matter how big your personal world is or how small it is. Proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is alive today. And he died so you would not have to go to hell. But you must believe and confess and get up and not sin again. Very hard to do. Yes, I know. And even when we trip and fall, repent and mean it. Jesus did not say your faith has made you heal and left it that has made you whole. Sorry, made you heal. Your faith has made you whole and left it at that. But he said your faith has made you whole. Go and sin no more. We must finish the work. We must finish the work. Confessing is the easy part. Believing is hard. Going down the path of righteousness to salvation is even that much more harder than just believing. Because once you get on that path, there will be those things and people who will try to pull you off of that path. To try to make you stumble down the path to get you off of that path or to even even make you turn around, do a whole 180 degree turn to completely go away from that path. However, it starts, it starts with confession. And I don't mean just confession to your fellow man. No, I mean go and confess your sins to God. Pray to God in your alone time. Pray to God, confess to him, and then pray that he gives you the strength to keep moving forward in the path that he has set out for you to go down, to go through, to go over and under, to step to the side, to pivot, to keep your head on a swivel, to duck, to even throw a few punches in front of you for those who don't get the hint. But as you're going down that path to also grab the hands of others, to also get them on the path of righteousness to salvation. So do more than what Trey did. Don't just get out of the vehicle, but get others to get out too. Just go to rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash the island and there you will find the donation button click on that you know and it'll lead you wherever you want to go and again thank you for listening to the island podcast with your host alvis samuel